0: you the real MVP. Here you are. Thank you. She said, hola, como esta? She say, konnichiwa. She say, pardon my French. I say, bonjour, madame. Nothing I say, She say, sap uh, passe. passe. No, what the fuck is <laughs> did I just say <laughs> Um Creole. Okay. And Action. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Hello, 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 everyone. Hi, guys. Mm-hmm.
0: Why do I feel like we no longer know how to podcast?
1: Because it it, it's we go so long, so especially with this weird. entire
0: like situation that we're still Technical in. V vibes. Yeah. It feels so weird. Yeah. Like we, it's two weeks now straight. wins, But studio, you also but know like, why we
1: haven't podcast just us in a <gasps> while. That is true. And it's literally always been a guest for the Actually last like three even, months. Yeah. Mm. Like 20 episodes. Yeah. I that's can't so think wild. of one. The last one. Oh, no, we had one. But that's only because we were waiting for um, Pinnacle. Oh, yeah, and then that episode was, was trash. Like so we never late. even. Yeah well hello everyone uh, thank you t- for tuning into another podcast um, I am Keeds, Keita Nader Keita Tron Keeds and Crates I got, got the, the Keeds, 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 Keeds. Keeds. whatever you want to call me that is
0: me and now I can say sitting to the left of <gasps> me again Wow, oh, no back. but it's still not doesn't still have the same ring because it used to be sitting to the right of me and to the left of V How, where, how it was are the are we me and the before? V that rhymed that was the thing Okay, well, I can
1: still say So, the, so Sitting lovely. to the left of me We have your favorite South African uh, co host. Can you introduce yourself, ma'am? Por sure. favor You
0: guys, my skin is disrespecting me today mm. So please do not judge me um, Tis I, V A.K.A. Young Money, V Money A.K.A. V Dog A.K.A. V Dizzle A.K.A. Big
1: Dog wow, You went back to the original Wow, what's happening today? That is what <laughs> You were switching it up
0: for a while You were adding really a bunch was. of things I'm not really feeling it, huh? Get crunk with it, Soldier Boy said. Anyways, um, ladies and gents, we don't want to yes. waste much time today because we have a lot to discuss, a mm-hmm. lot to talk about. And okay. if you guys tuned into last week's episode, yes. um, you would have heard that we spoke about sexual, sexual violence against mm-hmm.
2: women,
0: mm-hmm. Uh, rape, sexual abuse, violence in general against women, and the natures of. All that. Mm. (laughs) Um, We had our guest, Mana, who is a student at Korea University. Yes. And she's writing her thesis on um, sexual violence against, was it students specifically? Or just foreign women? It was current and previous students. Okay. And how they are protected by, you know, the government and the university and so on. Mm -hmm. So again, um, hit her up. She would really love to have some people You know, be part of her study and her research. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she'll keep your name all anonymous and everything. So, if you really want to help her sister out, hit her up on our previous episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Today, we want to share more personal stories with you guys Mm -hmm. um, with regards to that topic. Okay. And we also want to give you guys further information because we felt we didn't have much time last Mm week Mm -hmm. to, you know, kind of. Flatten everything out. Mm-hmm. So, we have information to share with you guys as we go along. So, yeah.
1: So, let's I'm go very back nervous. to why are you nervous? Okay. Very, very so, nervous let's talk what about happens. what happened last episode, right? So, both V and I ah. talked about some things on last week's <coughs> podcast. Again, check it out if you haven't. Pause and go listen to it really quickly. But while we were in the editing phase of our podcast, V, requested for her story to be removed from the podcast and so did mana mana requested for also a part of what she spoke about to also be removed from the podcast or from the episode yeah um and so i was like oh you know what? it's totally fine this is your story to tell if you're not ready i completely understand so i removed it and then v messaged me a couple days later she was like I want to come back on for a part two and actually talk about it. So I was like, wait, what, you know, like what changed? So my question is to you, mm. what changed? Why, why do you want to talk about it now?
0: I had, so after we recorded that show, I uh-huh. had a conversation with a friend of mine that I confided in okay. for the longest time mm-hmm. with regards to the situation. And I told her like what we spoke about on the episode mm-hmm. and, you know, the epidemic of the Nth Room and everything happening in Korea mm-hmm. and how like sexual abuse, um, Um, To women Isn't really Reported as much In Korea Right And so people think It doesn't happen At all Which Uh is not true So then she Kind of like She wasn't forcing me But she kind of put a light Mm -hmm. um, That I I was choosing To not be in front of And she was like Why don't you You know You have this platform Mm -hmm. So it's not to say You know Go out and tell everybody you know what you're not ready to talk about or whatever but don't you think it would be uplifting for other women um who have gone through the same the same like trauma as you um wouldn't wouldn't it be uplifting for them and you know make it like make their lives easier and also for those women that would you know that could potentially be in the same situation in the future and just like let them know that there is somebody out there who is not just watching out for them, but who has their back and you know, mm-hmm. who can help in case something like this can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, should happen. Hopefully touch wood doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Fuck. How do we get away from this? How do we save ourselves? What do we do? I don't know. <sighs> Anyways, um so can I share? Of course. Is it that's why I'm quiet. I want you, I, really, I, I have the keep opportunity. It very, to share. Like nice and short and nice and short we're
1: making a whole part two for this so you better take it as as much information as you are willing to listen
0: you know i i literally i cried that day when i sent you the message Uh being like can you take that out of the episode because i genuinely felt like why am i being such a little wimp Mm. about sharing this story and i cried because i'm like there are women out there going through much worse and Mm -hmm. have gone through much worse than me Mm -hmm. but for me like i'm I'm ashamed.
1: Yeah, I think it came from a lot of happened. embarrassment. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm ashamed of what happened to me, for sure. Because mm-hmm. I do take a lot of responsibility right. um, towards like the situation. But at the same time, the action itself that caused me to feel this way, I, I don't want to put that on me. Mm. But I also feel like a lot of people will be like, well, you put yourself in that situation. What were you expecting? Uh, not to get raped. Right. Disclaimer, I wasn't raped. I was almost a victim of rape. Mm -hmm. So basically what happened was, um, it was sometime last year, uh, over a year, mm, yeah, over a year ago now, um, I was out in Busan with some friends and we were out partying and, you know, it's all nice and everything. Me being a social butterfly, I'm hanging out with this group and that group and these people and those people. And then as the night progressed, um, my battery died Mm -hmm. and I lost my original group of friends that I was there with. And... So I was, excuse me, I was like, um, okay, where are my friends? So I'm looking for them all around the streets. And the next thing you know, I was just out um, on the pavement, chilling by myself, hopefully waiting for my friends to, you know, walk past me and, you know, we can continue with our lives and whatever. Then I got found by this group of girls who basically like saved me, if I can put it that way. I didn't really need saving. I was a little bit tipsy, but not to the point of drunk and I didn't know what was happening yet. Okay. So they were like, why are you sitting here by yourself? Come party with us. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, what the hell? You know, no harm in that happening. Mm -hmm. It was a group of like mixed girls, Korean, black, white girls. Um, And they had met these, I want to say African-American, but I know like two or three of them were African men. And maybe one or two of them were African American okay. But black guys okay. Um. So they had met with these black guys And everyone was just like in the circle together And it was chilled, it was fun, we were having a good time Um. And then me and this guy In the group, like we clicked mm-hmm. And we started like flirting and we were buying drinks and dancing And it was all cool, whatever, the whole night So I was like, oh well, given up on my mission Of trying to find my friends Now I was like, drunk Right. Okay. Like I didn't know my ass from my elbow It mm-hmm. was just a fuck show I was like, I need to go home, but I don't know where home is. We're staying at an Airbnb. Mm -hmm. I don't remember its name. I don't know where it is. So this guy was like to me, well, why don't you come back home with me? I'll take care of you. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, cool. But in my mind, I didn't see anything wrong with that because some of the girls were coming back with us. Mm -hmm. So some of the girls that were hooking up with the other guys um, got into a taxi with me and the guy that I was flirting with. Um, and then when we got to the apartment building, like two of the guys came out, the one that I was with mm-hmm. and another one that I was with another girl. So I was like, OK, cool. I mean, I didn't bother asking like what the living situation was. I just assumed that we're all getting out of the taxi together. Mm-hmm. We must we're be all, all go going together. to the same place. Yeah. Right. So I was like, OK, cool. It's chilled. I'm still fine. Um, so the other guy had his own apartment upstairs and my guy had his own apartment downstairs in the same building. Mm-hmm. So now. I am now in this guy's apartment alone mm-hmm. without anybody else. Drunk. Drunk. Okay. okay. So I didn't think anything of it at the time, honestly. And like sexual assault or even rape was never a thought in my mind. So we get to his apartment, he tried to like, you know, do his moves on me. And I was like, bro, I'm really not feeling it. Could you stop? And mm-hmm. he stopped. He respected it And I was like Okay cool Nothing to worry about then Mm -hmm. Spent half the night Literally just vomiting And then later on When I gained a little bit Of consciousness I went to his bed And I passed out Because I was like Well I can't go home right now My Mm -hmm. phone is still charging Mm -hmm. And let me just at least Get a couple hours of sleep in Before I can bounce Okay So I passed out Way too hard (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm drunk Way too hard Mm -hmm. He wasn't in the bed with me He was on a sofa Mm -hmm. So That was cool And then I woke up In the morning Fast forward a few hours later I just felt this heaviness on my chest. Mm -hmm. And, like, I had no idea what was going on. I was, you know, still a little bit unconscious, still a little bit drunk. And I'm like, what is happening? Why can I, why am I struggling to breathe? This man had moved himself to the bed, Mm -hmm. but now not just, like, You know, little cuddles or, you know, tiny little gestures of, I want to fuck you. Mm. No, he was just there. He Mm -hmm. was just on top of me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, sir, I need to go home. I don't want to have sex with you. I need to leave right now.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And he got so angry. Like, the fact that I said to him, no, I don't want to have sex with you. I need to go. He got so, so angry, Mm Makita. And I have never in my life actually, like, seen a man that, like, Because I'm like, I don't want to sleep with you. Yeah. And right when I said that, in my mind, I'm expecting this guy to be like, you know what? Fuck you. Get out of here. Right. Right. He literally just continued exerting his entire like force on me. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, okay, I need to I need to fight for Mm -hmm. myself now because I'm in a very uncomfortable position Mm -hmm. and I can tell that this is already going south. Mm -hmm. So this man is like pinning me down like my hands are behind my back, all pinned down, mm-hmm. and he's got his entire, like, abdomen on my chest. Like, I cannot breathe. So I was like, do I scream? Mm-hmm. But even if I do scream, like, I don't know, is it is it going to get worse? Do I just, like, use that energy that I now have to continue fighting him off? What's happening? So I'm literally just, like, eyes pixelated. I could... I felt myself looking down on myself in that situation Mm -hmm. and I was like it felt like I was fighting with every fiber of my being to get this man off of me and he was like holding me down with one arm with one hand like my, my my arms were up here while he was like trying to undress me at the same time and I was like oh lord this is this is how I lose all my freedom As a human being, as a woman, this is how I lose all my dignity. This is how I lose myself today is the day. Um, But then, oh God, I'm literally shaking. Um, A distraction happened, which caused him to get off of me. And then I was like, girl, you need to like on your feet right Mm -hmm. now. Think fast. What are you going to do? And I managed to like concoct some shit together. And I found my way out ASAP. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't easy even trying to get out because man's just was not having the fact that I wasn't going to sleep with him. He didn't let me out of his apartment building. There were like two gates I needed to go through, um, to get out. I didn't know any codes. I didn't have keys. I didn't, it was just, was weird. So now here I am like, you know, traumatized, not knowing what the fuck is happening, knocking on neighbor's doors. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, please, can you let me out? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it was a very weird situation. I mean, weird is for lack of a better word, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, I was I was so lucky to get out of that. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I can call it luck. Maybe it is.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: think so. Because some people don't even get to see, you know, another day yeah. after a situation like yeah. that. So I was I was quite lucky.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so these situations I feel happen to a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, a lot of women, not just in Korea, um, worldwide. Mm-hmm. And you know, you you suppress those feelings and you try and like get over it as long as you can. But like the nightmares are still there. You know, like my, my mind sometimes thinks like, what if mm. he had managed to get what he wanted mm. and go all the way? What would I be right now? You know, mm, don't get stuck down that portal. Uh, that's <laughs> don't get it. stuck down that Bro, portal. It's been so hard to get out of that portal. Yeah. Cause the word, like you always think the worst, mm. you know? Mm. And I was just like a shell of myself for the longest time. Cause I'm like, I get that fine maybe I should not have gone home right. with someone I don't know mm-hmm. while I was intoxicated. Mm-hmm. So obviously my judgment was completely off mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm not proud of that, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like who's who are we blaming here really?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Do we is there even blame mm-hmm. to put on somebody? The person that tried to commemorate right, probably I mean I, um, maybe yeah, maybe that's not the like how I wanted to word that question, but like yeah. do you get what I mean though like I mean, so i I met I made the post on Instagram mm-hmm. last year when there was a very very big outbreak back home mm-hmm. um about uh, uh, one of our youth that was sexually um, abused she was raped and like brutally murdered mm-hmm. um so there was just whole like awareness back home
2: mm-hmm.
0: that was going on at the time so everybody was sharing their stories and i was like oh i'm going to be brave enough and share it on social media mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. my account's in private only a couple hundred people you know will see the post so i wasn't very like meh um but a few of the comments that came onto the post were some of like my closest friends and I deleted a lot of them also and, like, didn't even respond because I was like, wow, that's actually mm-hmm. um, taken aback that, you know, we come from the same, like, circle. We Some of us went to the same school. We got the same education. How mm-hmm. is it possible that you can think this way? Some of the comments were like, um, maybe next time try and, um, like, don't drink so much and then mm-hmm. you won't be, you know, in a situation like this. If I want to drink myself fucking stupid, mm-hmm. not that I would, I'm sure I have before in the past. 100%. It's, yeah, it's not like it's a thing that, you know, it's like you just actively want to go out and get yourself like stupid drunk. But if I did get into that situation and get stupid drunk, it still doesn't give anybody the right to like take advantage right. of you in mm-hmm. any way whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what were you wearing? What do my clothes have to do mm-hmm. with somebody wanting to sexually violate me or mm-hmm. rape me? Mm-hmm. If I wanted to go out there with freaking booty shorts with my ass cheeks sticking out a little bit Mm. and like you know shake that booty all night long doesn't give anybody the right to number one touch me Mm -hmm. on the dance floor without my consent Mm -hmm. let alone even just like go all the way and take full advantage of my body you know so it was those little like those little comments that made me feel bad Mm -hmm. for the situation that had happened Mm -hmm. and I at some point had fully taken all the responsibility and I was like this is entirely my fault Mm -hmm. you know Maybe, maybe it
1: is. Nothing is entirely your fault. But how did you, how, I know you said you became like a shell of a person. Like, how did you work your way through what you were
0: feeling? It wasn't easy, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Alcohol became my best friend Mm -hmm. every single day. I even, I mean... It's not it's not therapy in anywhere whatsoever, and I would not recommend this at right. all to anybody. Yeah. Um, but I had found myself in a situation where I was literally like waking up in the morning and like taking shots of soju, mm-hmm. and I have work in a couple of hours. Um, so it was just weird because mm. I didn't want to go to sleep with a clear mind of, you know, like whatever cooks up in my brain when I'm sleeping or even while trying to sleep. So I'd go to sleep intoxicated as fuck, wake up in the morning and be like, I don't want to think about that. Mm. Try and, you know, brush it off or um, cover it up with more alcohol, mm. which is just such a fuck show. Um, but then I found this amazing lady online. Um, she's an American therapist, or American, Korean American therapist that I uh, used to see. She was based in... Some are very close to Busan, but I was able to travel to her. It was like mm-hmm. an hour travel um, mm-hmm. once a week. Um, but she's back in America now. She went back to America like a f- few months ago. But mm-hmm. I went to go see her um, a few times, maybe for like six months. And she kind of helped me through... The entire process of you know trying to acknowledge the situation, what had happened, instead of just trying to cover it up, mm-hmm. um, because if you uncover what has happened to you, then you at least know what the triggers are, and you know you need to know what the feelings you you felt at mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. Uncover those, put them all out on the table, mm-hmm. and then you know how to pinpoint each feeling, and then find ways to deal with those emotions, with those specific feelings, instead of always trying to cover it up. Mm-hmm. So it was literally just baby steps like Mm -hmm. one moment at a time basically Mm -hmm. how she did it with me was um she made me put myself back in that situation from the time when i lost my friends Mm
2: -hmm.
0: up until the time like i left that guy's apartment Mm that's that that morning you know and be like okay what were you feeling at this moment how are you feeling at that moment how can we help you get over that instead of you thinking that every step from a to z was entirely your fault Mm -hmm. you know so it was a lot to work through Um, she also helped me get back into my meditation, Mm -hmm. which I hadn't done in a while. Um, I love meditating, Mm -hmm. clear your mind, find your peace. Um, I meditated this morning, actually. Good. Uh, so yeah, it it was a process. Mm -hmm. Uh, it still is, I feel, Mm -hmm. but we live, we learn, we grow. Yeah. Right. So we just want to help anybody else out there that has gone through situations like this and even worse and honestly don't even want to know what like the trauma would be like
2: mm-hmm.
0: for like actual rape victims.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <sighs> yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing. That's that. I mean, thank I you was Thank you. Thank you for listening. Appreciate you. Um I was I was mostly like Beating myself up for the longest time about it because I used to think that I'm like this very tough girl, you know. Yeah. I can take on anything. Like, I will. I will fight a man that tries to take away mm-hmm. my freedom as a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'll, I, I'll never find myself in that situation. You know, and then it happens. It happens to you. And it happens quick. And it it's happens very quickly. So quick. Yeah. It's very
1: quickly. You're out. You lose your friends, and then the night is a completely different night than what it was. supposed Supposed to be be, right yeah so um yeah i can understand the embarrassing part of why you you didn't want to share initially when we had this conversation last week yeah you know because i think for women we are always being blamed for like you stated what we're wearing how we're acting Mm. and unfortunately um i don't see that changing for a very long time because of how the society is built where it's you know it's it's a man's world and so like We're the seductress, you know, like even in in, in history, the women were the the witches, you know, the the seductresses and the ones that like and 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 chance these men to come in and like put their spells on them or whatever. So I don't know. I don't see it changing for a long time. Um, I'm glad that you went to a therapist, though, and you sought help because
0: Mm. it's funny you say that I was. Oh, man, what is this article? Okay, so I I only I'm only gonna take a little bit of this article like a little like an, a little mm-hmm. excerpt from this article. Uh-huh. Um, it said Korean men by tradition have always been accorded a superior status, while women are taught to be passive and ashamed regarding matters of sex. In other words, men have typically been seen as the subjects of sex, and women as objects who, if they are raped, invited such shame mm-hmm. upon themselves. Mm-hmm. It's not just in Korea. Mm-hmm. it's everywhere in the yeah. world. really. Everywhere. Um, like you, you, I, wow. It's you mentioned everywhere. that and I was like, Oh, yeah, wait, I just read that. It's everywhere.
1: We're, and that's why they say stop victim shaming, stop this because we're the ones or the women typically are the ones that are being blamed. Yeah. And it's like, it's unfair because I was actually talking to my friend. Um, this was like following our first podcast and just like, You know, I I didn't really go into full detail as to what happened. I just kind of made a very broad statement, which, I mean, I don't know if I feel like even going through that right now because it's still like I don't I don't know. We'll Mm. we'll see how I feel throughout the, the podcast. But I was just saying, like. I know a lot of people like put a lot of like what you wear on a reasoning yeah. as to why this happens. Oh, well, what were you wearing? That's something that a lot of women hear. Yeah, you know, well, you know, your, your shirt was a little low cut. And this is something that I've heard literally my entire life. Like Kira, you shouldn't be wearing that or something. But what people don't realize is since I was 13, maybe 14, mm-hmm. I developed really young. Like I would say about 14. I Freshman year in high school, I was definitely like fully developed. Yeah. Well, fully developed for that time. What do you mean, like how mentally, no, or like body, body physically okay. de- de- developed? Like I had full breasts at 12 or sorry, not 12, like 14, like hips. Like I was, I was above, I guess, like average for that time okay. or whatever for that age group. And so I've always had older men, like, um, What's the word? Older men coming for me. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like even when I would wear things that were appropriate for my age because of my body, yeah. it is seen more provocative. Like even clothing in Korea where it's like I put something on mm-hmm. and then someone else that does not shape like me puts it on. And it's a completely different outfit. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Same thing. So it's like but on different bodies. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like it doesn't matter what I wear. Because mm-hmm. your body is shaped a certain way. Yeah. It's always going to be provocative no matter what. Even when I wear turtlenecks and like it's <laughs> it's provocative. So that conversation of Gets like the people going get some people going yeah. that conversation of like you shouldn't have been wearing that it's like bro I can't change this I can't change yeah. I can wear a big shirt baggy shirt but that doesn't make me like I don't like that you know like I I don't feel comfortable yeah. in that type of clothing what I do feel comfortable in is always going to be seen as you're suggesting something yeah. and if people only knew that I'm a very like I'm I I finally figured out the word is ambivert. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that mm-hmm. right, where you're on the borderline of Intros, being an introvert right. and an extrovert. Um, I am very much, I'm a very introverted person. Like, even though I, when I'm out, I love to be out. Mm-hmm. I like to, well, I'm very much like a, a like, I like my alone time. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, well, this is this is what you're putting out to the world. It's like, if you even knew what goes on in my mind, I'm not that person. I'm not someone yeah. that is yeah. like, I'm not going out, and you could attest to this, when I go out, I'm not going out in terms of looking to sleep with someone. Like, yeah. I'm literally going out to have a good so time. Have fun. And I've heard like men say, oh, women go to the club to like find men. I genuinely do not do that. Like, I go to have fun. I yeah. like to dance. That's my favorite thing in the world is to dance. Yeah. And yeah, I like to drink when I'm out, um, but it's not to get inebriated so that I have drunk sex by the end of the night. Mm-hmm. I like to go home. I like my bed. Yeah, And so- 100%. When people make those comments it's like you're missing so many yeah. factors as to like why you think women do the things that we do. do. It's we're not doing these things to appease men not all, but for me I'm not doing that to attract this, to get mm. this, you know, like. You're
0: good for yourself. You want to right. feel good. Right, exactly.
1: It's all, like, to me, it's really just the feeling. I yeah. don't like feeling certain ways. And so I know, okay, if I dress this way, that makes me feel comfortable. Yes. I'm bringing my best self when I come out. If I know if mm. I do my hair, do my makeup this way, I know I'm allowing myself to be comfortable in my skin so that I can yeah. be the best person for my friends and for people that I may encounter mm-hmm. on my nights out. So,
0: Freedom of expression, yeah. <laughs> like that's what we have it for. Yeah, like why? Why do we have freedom of expression if somebody's going to tell you what you should and shouldn't do? And so, so I fucking hate society. Or yeah. just that label of society. Mm-hmm. I hate it so much. I mean, but it's there's lots of boxes in right. our society yeah. that we can uncover, but not in today's show. Um, but you're absolutely right. Um, and I know, I know for sure. Sometimes when I go out. Mm. Um, you know, people are like, oh, why do women take so long to get dressed? But then you put on something, you know, you feel good, you look good in it. Mm. But then you're like, damn, that's shaping my body out so good. Mm. And then you think to yourself, oh, but then are people going to think that I'm dressed like a slut? Mm. Is it because that's what they call it, right? Mm. You put on a small dress or a tiny dress that's like body hugging, mm. then you're going to be seen as a slut mm-hmm. or looking for attention or whatever. And or even like if you are...
1: If even if you identify yourself as a slut or whatever you consider yourself as, and if you're empowering yourself to be like, yeah, I'm a hoe, I'm a slut, you can do that and yeah. you can go out and you can seek all the attention that you want. But the moment that you're like, okay, I'm not comfortable with this, mm-hmm. whatever that is, then that's it. That should be the end of whatever that is, you know, whatever you're referring to. Yeah. So it's also like women can be whoever they want to be and it doesn't give men the the, exactly. the right to just be like, oh... She's done this with this guy so that means automatically I can do this because yeah. I know she's this way. But like you said
0: last time I thought you're oh I thought you're pointing at something. I'm so used to a wide angle so <laughs> Yeah, no <laughs> You trashy angle. men out there. write that shit the fuck down. Which part? <laughs> the part where, you, where, where where you said women should be allowed to be you know, yeah, whoever, whatever they are, the mm. same way that society gives men that fucking freedom. Yeah,
1: but unfortunately, you know? that's not the world that we live in, ladies. Unfortunately, that's not the world we live in. So you do everything. have to um, try and be as safe as possible. Yeah, um, because at the end of the day, as much as we want to live in this great. Um, world where men respect women and there is no rape and all of that that's not the world that we live in so you do have to take precautions um, when you are going out because unfortunately it happens so be smart as smart as you can This is something that even though I know you are, you should be able to go out and drink as much as you want because, hey, it's a free world and alcohol is there for the drinking. You can't get inebriated to the point where you don't know what the hell is going on Mm -hmm. because that really is when you are an easy target for situations like that. to happen or situations like mine to happen. Um, So you do have to be mindful of the amount of alcohol. It doesn't matter if you're with your friends like oh I'm with my friends they'll take care of me. Mm -hmm. What if they're drinking? What if they get too drunk? You know you have to also be in full control of your actions and this is apart from if there's something put in your drink clearly you can't prevent something like that happening but if you are like monitoring your drinks because I know sometimes when I go out I do like drink too much and it's it's um something that I've been I've noticed. This is something that I've known for a little bit of time. So it's like I, I try to even when I go out now, I don't I try not to drink as much, even yeah. though it happens. I really try. Um, but you do have to be more mindful of your alcohol intake yeah. and make sure you're eating before you go out. Don't drink on an empty stomach. That's shit you should have learned in college, man. Mm-hmm. And like that's drinking one oh one, you know? So yeah.
0: And also the little things yeah. that you can be in control of. Like you know your battery's gonna die later on in the night because you're always on the gram or whatever. Take a charger with you. Yeah. You know, like know where like maybe your closest charging stations are if you don't mm-hmm. have a charger. Always have that one friend that you move with mm. at least. Yeah. You know, or or like what I what I used to do back in the day was before I was smart enough to take my charger out with me, which was the dumbest thing. I'd write down my friends' numbers, mm. um, or even just like remember their Instagram handles in case you know you need to. Um, get hold of somebody This was way back home Um, in in case you need to get hold of somebody then at least you have a number you have an Instagram handle then you can go to a stranger and be like hey my phone died can I use yours little things like that really can get you out of (laughs) a lot of trouble
1: but if Um, you find yourself in the trouble and you unfortunately something does happen Um, you got to figure out the best way for you to work through your feelings V did really well you went and sought um, counseling Um, I, on okay. the other hand, I usually um, I kind of remove myself from situations. So usually when something happens, you won't find keys for a while. Like I'll I'll be somewhere like a in a hole. In a hole. Yes, <laughs> Literally. No, that's really like that's how I process yeah. things. You know, like I, I don't like to put. I don't like to and this is something that is has actually I've learned this is learned behavior from my dad's suicide so this it's something that I'm aware that I need to do better with but it's it's unfortunately going to take much longer to like figure out how to process information because like I said it's learned but I I just I I go away and I need time I don't want to talk to anyone um I don't really want to go out I just I need mm-hmm. to I need to kind of go inside of my mind and try to work my work things through like Work things through on my own okay. for a little mm-hmm. bit. And and I don't know if that has benefited me because I know the the benefits of speaking to other people and talking. Yeah. Um, and which I do because I did share this with my, I share this with you. I've shared this with my co So it's not like I'm just completely going mute. Yeah. But for the most part, I just need time. You need a time
0: when you are ready.
1: Yeah, Yeah. And you could tell, like I was, I was. You could tell I'm not really posting much. Like I'm just like, oh, yeah. you going out? No, I'm, I'm not. Like I don't, I'm not in the mood. But I don't know. It, it's just how it's just how I've always dealt dealt with situations that I feel
0: situations situations. Right. Oh. Right Oh, that's situation. gonna be hashtag
1: situations um yeah that's just how i deal with things but i, I gotta i have to figure out another way because i was with yeah. my coworkers yesterday and they were they were talking we we briefly touched on it and they were just like oh kita like i can tell because like you kind of just like we don't really see you much and i'm just like it's and and i feel like people think of it as like oh Kita's just like she's not being a friend where is she i'm like bro mm. it's nothing to do with you i don't like fuck you it's like it has literally nothing to do with you like i i I need my time away i need my time to process Mm -hmm. and then once i'm ready to like okay now i need to seek out this additional help because i'm realizing i'm at the place that i can't do it on my own and i just don't like to burden people like i think i have been able to handle shitty situations well Mm -hmm. Um, because some people, they just kind of like, they don't know how to handle their emotions. Mm -hmm. So it's like, they just like unleash on you, you know, and and being an empath, being someone that is very understanding and being someone that has gone through a lot, I understand and I I empathize and I think I listen well. And so it's like, I don't know. I I, I just, I need, Mm. my energy requires too much when I step outside the door if I'm not like mentally okay. You know what I mean? I get you. Like, my friend messaged me cause I was at my friend's apartment yesterday and she's like, Oh my God, I haven't seen you in a while. Like it's so like, I, I'm upset. I haven't seen you. And then another friend like a week before he was like, wow, like, he, like, where are you and I'm like listen I'm giving my energy as much as like this going to my friend's apartment that lives behind me that's no energy of mine you know like her coming to mine that's no energy like me actually planning things and like having to take a bus or take a train or something that's a lot of my time yeah and I need to put my energy into me so like I said fuck you guys it's not personal I still love love you you. Mm -hmm. you know it's just like I love me more yeah. Period. So that's um that's on period poo. <laughs> That's on period. Poo. Shut up. I hear you.
0: <laughs> I like. I'm. I'm quite different. I mean, I used to be the same as you, except for yeah. me. Like the way my my wires are crossed. Yeah. Um. My body tends to fight itself Mm -hmm. whenever I suppress feelings, especially things that are like heavy Mm. and weigh on, you know, my mental state and keep me up all Mm -hmm. night, every night. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can't eat. I can't, you know, I don't have the energy to do anything. Yeah. So my body tends to fight itself. Mm -hmm. And I realized this when I was about 20. Um, I went through some uh, 20 yeah, I think nineteen twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. twenty. Went through some really heavy um family shit. Yeah. And actually, that wasn't the first time. The first time I realized that my body doesn't take heavy emotions um, lightly mm-hmm. was when I was about 15, 16. When I was, you know, like stuck in the war between mom and dad. When mm-hmm. they were just like... <sighs> Going at it. It was just World yeah. War Four out <laughs> there. Um, and... I was you know stuck in the middle and I noticed that like my hair started falling out like Mm -hmm. my I had I have like bold spots around my head from Mm -hmm. you know that stress Mm -hmm. my eyebrows started falling out you know and I started developing like acne along like my chin like Mm -hmm. my skin just my body body just just was not having it um Fast forward a couple years later, that situation kind of cleared out-ish. Right. Right. Um, And then I went through some other family shit with this other family. Like, I don't even want to call it, like, an adoptive family, but, like, it's a family that pretty much raised me. took you in for a little bit. Took me in for a a long time, not even just a little bit. Um, And then, like, heavy shit went down with them also where... I'm not going to talk about what happened exactly. Did you
1: talk about it on the last episode, another episode before.
0: I think I have. It was a long. We definitely time ago. did, but check that episode. That uh, was continue. the mental, mental health, mental health. Yeah, episode yeah, yeah. Number three. when we spoke about that. Yeah, girl, mm-hmm. look at
2: you.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, it was. Um, I was young, had no idea what the fuck was happening. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I just woke up one morning and literally my entire world was like tilted sure. upside down. Mm-hmm. Don't know what the fuck happened.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then I found myself in a situation where I tried to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, and I 100% meant it. Mm. 100%. There was no, you know, I'm looking for attention. I'm try- right. I genuinely felt like I had nowhere else to go. Okay. I have lost two families mm-hmm. in my lifetime. How mm-hmm. is that possible? Mm-hmm. Like, Am I that much of an inconvenience to people? Yeah, that I cause this much like, not drama, but burden, like, burden, yeah, bird, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, everywhere I go, so I was just like, fuck it, I don't, I don't want to be here. Right, you know, this feels horrible. Yeah. for me. Um, so I tried to commit suicide. That was a big fail, obviously, because I'm still here unfortunately. V, you Um, said that
1: shit the last time and I slapped the shit out of you last time. Wait, you're lucky you're further away from me this time.
0: (laughs) Um, But anyways, um, once I got out of the hospital and um, psychiatric ward or whatever, I was put into a fucking psychiatric ward, bro. Well, yeah, you tried to commit suicide. Whatever. Um, After I got out of that, um, my dad was the only family member that had been by my side Mm -hmm. the whole time my biological dad Mm -hmm. and i was like this is my person Mm -hmm. this is you know he didn't to this day my dad still hasn't like asked me like why would you ever want to do that to yourself Mm -hmm. you know i'm here for you if you ever all he has ever done is support me yeah and he's given me so much room and so much space in my life to like come to him yeah when i'm ready with information right and that's how i've been able to like you know like not, not completely deal with some some things I've been able to completely deal with it because of him. Mm-hmm. But other things like the deeper emotions that I've never told him about, like I would suppress those feelings, those emotions and not tell anybody at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then around 2011, 2012, I started developing vitiligo,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which is not... Genetic For me Mm -hmm. At all Mm -hmm. Um, No one in my family Has it I haven't noticed it on it. Oh so I used to have it On my hands um, A little bit on my face I still have Like the leftovers Mm -hmm. Around my back And Mm -hmm. like Mid Mid body area Mm -hmm. Lots of people think It's a birthmark But it's really not Um, It's vitiligo That formed a couple years ago From literal Fucking stress Mm -hmm. Like my skin cells Started fighting themselves Mm -hmm. Um, And then I developed tinnitus Which is When like your ears start ringing mm-hmm. but like constantly like I can hear the blood pumping through my body and it's just a constant ring 24-7 mm. drives you crazy Oh, and I went I, I seek therapy that's when I decided you know I, I need to talk mm-hmm. to somebody mm-hmm. I need to be able to like heal myself because quite frankly like everything has burst inside of me yeah um, I bottled everything up and that bottle has completely just yeah um, and I started CBT which is cognitive is cognitive behavior therapy. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized that like me suppressing all my feelings and not talking Mm -hmm. to people Mm -hmm. was basically just me harming myself. Right. Completely. Yeah. So.
1: Especially if you were as, Dark and as you wanted to commit suicide, you probably, oh, you yeah. definitely should talk to someone. Yeah, because I didn't sure. seek therapy
0: after that, even though yeah. it was highly recommended. I was like, yeah. nah, "That's fine, I can do this by myself. I can deal with it." Yeah, packed my bags, left mm-hmm. Joburg, moved to Cape Town, yeah. alone with no plan in mind yeah. at all, except for like just a fresh start. Yeah,
1: that's that caught up
0: with me. It's tough.
1: I've so yeah, I've known. Glad since you're then. still here. Thanks, girl. and please stop saying. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, because a lot of people
0: don't make it, don't make it, and um, yeah, you know, I mean, I say unfortunately, no, I mean, I'm super grateful right now, Mm -hmm. actually, Mm -hmm. that you know, the higher powers or whoever was watching out over me Mm -hmm. saved me then, um, but sometimes I do say unfortunately because there's still that little bit of like you know, the leftover, like. Burden, trauma, feeling, mental, trauma. Yeah. yeah, where I'm yeah. just like, I probably would have it, would have been better for everybody, you know, if I wasn't here at all. You
1: say that, but and then you have sitting across from me someone who lost their dad to suicide, yeah. and I guarantee you it would not be. I'm my dad passed away in 2005, it's 15 years this year, and I still have not healed from that, yeah. You know, like I I can go through my days. I can go through a day not thinking about him, you know, before it was every single day I thought about it. Now it's like I'm getting to the place of like, okay, I can go through my day and not think about him, but I'm still not mentally okay from that, you know, because suicide is a decision. It's a choice. Right. You had to choose to stay or choose to leave. And I was angry for so long. At first, when he committed suicide, I I wasn't angry. I wasn't upset. I understood. And then I went through a a stage for a few years where I was so angry at my dad. I was like, how could you leave us? How could you leave my mom? How could you leave my brother? You know, it, it, it was anger of like, you made that choice. And then it took a few years for me to realize depression is you're not thinking properly. You're not thinking at, you know, the, the normal level that Mm -hmm. you would be thinking if you were a completely sane and healthy, mentally stable person. So I forgave him, you know, I released that anger because I know my dad loved us. I know he cared for us. I know he was just battling himself internally, had nothing to do with us. Um, So I can guarantee it would not have been better for your family. If you had left, Mm -hmm. your dad would still be, dealing with losing his daughter in that way. Yeah. Guaranteed. So, I would hope you stop saying things like that because for someone who is still dealing, it it doesn't I don't it bothers me because it's it's not easy. Yeah. So, just choose your words a little bit wisely when it deals with something so hurtful maybe. Yeah. No, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. But again, I get what you're saying because it's you know
0: mm. I mean a hundred percent wasn't like a light decision. Yeah. At that time.
1: Yeah. I know. It wasn't a
0: case of the fact you had to even get there. You know, yeah. yeah. The fact that I was <laughs> found lying yeah. drowning in a pool of my own vomit. Like I was I was in it one hundred percent was not a light decision yeah. at all. Yeah. So It's, it's very, it's very heavy to live with also when I think about, you know, all the blessings that I have right now Mm -hmm. and the people that need me Mm -hmm. in life right now at this point, you know, and I'm like, wow, I would have, I was going to do that. But have you?
1: I also understand where you were, you Mm. know what I mean? Like for you to get to that place where you're like, the only decision for me is to just end it. You had to be very dark in a very dark place so I get it I completely get it if anyone gets it I get it you know and yeah I don't think we've we've talked briefly on it Mm -hmm. what is it 12.05 okay we have 10 minutes we talked briefly on it yeah but um I don't think I've ever told how we have 10 minutes but I don't think I've ever told how like how you said like you were in a pool of thing. I've never vocally or I've never like came out and be like, okay, this is how my dad passed away. I've, it's just been like suicide. Um, maybe, maybe you I can just use it? the time. Yeah. Quickly to talk about it. Um, so yeah, I've mentioned on the podcast, my dad, I, my dad committed suicide when I was just about to turn 14 years old, but I've never actually shared how it happened, how I found out we only mm-hmm. have 10 minutes. So I'm going to make this very quick. It's going to be on fast forward. So try to stay up. Um, my dad passed away on November twentieth, two thousand and five. Two weeks before my fourteenth birthday, mm-hmm. I was at my cousin's house that weekend because it was my awesome. My cousin and I are a week apart, so I was at my cousin's house for her birthday weekend. Mm-hmm my mom and my brother ended up picking me up a little bit early that Sunday and my brother had just gone away to college um, not far maybe like an hour away but it was still weird for him to be home like when he had just kind of recently moved Mm -hmm. and I remember immediately as they walked in I could tell like something something was wrong and I was like what happened and they were like daddy didn't come home and I was just like immediately I know this sounds crazy immediately I knew my dad was dead because I knew my dad was very depressed because like months prior to then my we were my dad and my mom shared a car and we went to pick him up one day and he wasn't at, he wasn't answering his phone for work and I remember freaking out I was just like oh my god dad, my dad's dead my dad's dead mm-hmm. so I feel like in my mind I kind of knew it was coming but then we ended up finding him he was just like oh I was downstairs like there was no Wi-Fi or whatever the, the whatever the thing was we found yeah. him right F- fast forward a months later my mom comes in so immediately when she said dad didn't come home I was just like dad's gone and I went to the bathroom and I cried and I remember my grandma was in there she was like Kita's gonna be okay my grandma passed away also recently so that's also yeah. some shit I'm going through so I remember my grandma was like it's okay she gave me a hug I walked out I've never talked about this This is fucking crazy We walk out, and my brother has his car, right? My brother just relatively recently bought his car, and we start driving around places that my dad likes to go the library. He likes to go walking at this specific park. So we go there, we're looking, Um, we get out, we're looking, nothing. It takes us, I don't even remember the time frame any. I like time, I don't remember the fucking time. And we're looking, and as we're driving home, I was just like, okay, how about we go home? Maybe he's home. Maybe like, maybe someone's seen him. So we're driving home, and we drive past this gas station, and I don't remember who, Which one of us in the car saw saw his car? We're like, oh, his car's there. So we pull into the gas station, we park the car, and we're like, okay, he has to be close, he has to be near. Mm -hmm. So we go to the car, and I remember walking up to the car, and I'm like freaking out because I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to see my dad's dead body in this car. That's all I'm thinking. I'm like, my dad. Like, so we look in the car, nothing's there. The key's still in the car, so like, okay, the key's still here. So we pop the trunk, and I remember when we popped the trunk, I was just like, like I was terrified to see what I was gonna like what we were gonna find the trunk pops open nothing's in there so we're like okay so we go into the my mom goes into the um, like the mini stop which is not a mini stop but whatever the name of it goes in she was like oh we're missing my husband we haven't seen him he didn't come home gave a description she comes outside he's like didn't see him so we're like okay he has to be near the area that we are is like a wooded area so we're like he has to be near here I don't know why we wanted to go look for him I don't know why we didn't call the cops but it was just like I guess neither one of our brains were like working properly Mm -hmm. at the point at this point so we start walking and we're like okay let's go into the woods and let's go find him so we're walking around we're starting to call his name daddy daddy David." whatever start calling him nothing clearly is being answered and as we're like walking through the woods a cop randomly and mind you this isn't like in the back of nothing like Mm. nothing is there no one's there this fucking random cop pulls up he's like what are you guys doing my mom tells him what's happening and he's like okay um you guys stay here stop looking like stop looking yeah. for him and he was like you guys stay here so he moves us to the side he calls the the troops so their helicopters looking for him the mm. dogs are out so i don't again i don't remember the time frame from when the cop found us to when the helicopter and the dogs found my dad, but it could have been five minutes. It could have been fifty minutes. I fucking don't know. Yeah. So I remember sitting sitting on the ground. My brother and I were sitting next to each other. My mom was kind of standing off, like by the cop that was like taking information while the other people were looking for him. Yeah. And I remember just like writing my dad's name in the dirt. And I just like it's just like a feeling. I was just like, this is it. Like that the yesterday or whatever day, Friday was the last day I saw my dad. Mm-hmm. And um, we're waiting, and finally my mom gets up. Or my mom walks over to us, and we, I, my brother and I, stand up, and then we look at her, and she looks at us, and then I just, I pass out. I don't remember. I don't remember. Like she didn't say anything to us. It was just like we knew. Felt, and yeah. um, I remember I passed out, and I when I woke up, I was on the back of an ambulance. I remember the ride back home. That song um by the Pussycat Dolls. Stick with you was like really popular at the time mm-hmm. and I remember that song like it was like the song right after my dad passed so like even now when that song plays it's like still kind of like a trigger yeah. and I remember like going home and I I was like it was literally like that day I completely changed yeah like I it was like a light switch it was just like one day I was super happy super this super that and it was like 180 I like was 16. I was dark no 360 goes right it's a full circle 180 I get confused by that it's okay Um, because if you do a 360 it's anyways um, it was like a full flip Uh, a light switch right Um, and it was like I I, it's it's been it's been such a journey because that's also why I I I don't look for people for assistance when I need help because yeah. during that process after my dad died a lot of my friends walked away yeah, like you yeah, know like yeah. no one wants to deal with a 14 year old that's Depressed. dealing with depression, depression. Yeah. that's dealing with her dad committing suicide that's dealing with all of these other things 14 year olds don't know how to deal with that yeah. you know so it's like a lot of them walked away and so my mom wasn't home all the time because now she's she's working two jobs to keep the house over her head right yeah. my brother's in, still in college and he was like a junior or, sophomore or senior or something so he also had his life to live and so I was home alone like for years You and your thoughts, just me and my thoughts being 14 dealing with this shit so mm. I remember just like I remember I told myself from that age I was just like oh when people when I need people they're not gonna be there so you gotta figure your shit out on your yeah. own you know like you gotta figure out how to um, how to handle your emotions. And so when I like take steps away and I'm like, bro, it's it, it's just how I've That's learned amazing. how to do yeah. It's It's literally how I taught myself how to survive, you know, because I, w- I never got to the point of wanting to commit suicide ever. I'm not that depressed. I was never I never felt my life was my life would have been easier. Their life would have been easier if mm-hmm. I wasn't here. I've never been like that. But I know I I get into my mind where it's just like I need space. space. Yeah. And I don't re I don't think people are going to assist you as much as you can assist yourself. Yeah. And um yeah, I mean that's gonna also take some time, bro. It's like I said, it's fifteen years. As for everything.
0: He yeah. wasn't just a person that like passed through your life. He's you. Bro, my dad and I were
1: literally, he yeah. was my everything. Like that's not like all the pictures, even my mom, like that was, he was my everything. Yeah. My dad was the world to me. So to lose the person that like I looked up to in that way <clears throat> and then to be angry at him and then to go through this and then to yeah, feel yeah. friends aren't there and to feel this. And it's just like, bro, this is how I deal with shit, dog. And it's, it's going to you know, take, me. it's going to take some time. Yeah. Well, thank you for
0: sharing. That. No, absolutely. We
1: appreciate that, wow, so brave. Oh, thank you. I've never actually talked about that out loud. I don't. Yeah. I think no. there, there's only a few people in my life that I've told. Like, oh yeah, this is how my dad died. I've just, it's just always been suicide. It's never been
0: a full conversation. What kind of suicide? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing with us. We appreciate that. Yes. Thank you for sharing your
1: information because yeah. I know that was tough for you as well. Because uh, be like that sometimes you know you didn't want to, but now you have. So
0: progress! Oh Yay, my gosh! For all of us. All right, we have to wrap, wrap it up. Yeah, um, wrap it up. But before we before we close off, we just want to let you guys know. Um, we'll put links and. And um, contact details and everything mm-hmm. in um, in the description boxes. Yes. But we did some research and found that there are actually some emergency support centers for foreign women in, in Korea mm-hmm. that you can get in touch with in case of, you know, like sexual assaults right. um, and the likes of that. Um, so we have uh, the, the most popular one that is supported by... Uh, the, Korean sexual viola- vi- s- the Korean Sexual Violence <laughs> Relief Center. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's called uh, 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 Danuri Helpline, um, and their number is 1577-1366. Mm. And I did call them the other day, yeah. and they are 100% in service, and they have about oh, 13 different languages, which they can help you in. Wow, okay, good. Um, so that's their number we'll put all the details in the description boxes for you guys to get hold of and also for university students there are some prestigious universities around seoul that also have um sexual violence counseling there's the azure university hanyang kukmin seoul national university and yonsei so all the details will be in the boxes yeah (laughs) Yeah. okay cool
1: All right, and also in our editing process, guys, um, we'll probably have the suicide prevention number either here or maybe over there. We don't know yet, but it's going to be somewhere here or in the (laughs) description (laughs) box. We're not sure yet. Um, So if you are dealing with any forms of, like, depression yeah. mental health issues especially during this corona thing i know people are thinking oh it's just not that serious more people die with all these other things granted we get that but it still has an effect on your mental health and it's happening to everyone across the world so yeah um, be mindful of that and again um it will be in the description box or on the screen we're not sure yet oh there is a number you can
0: get you can uh, call in case of immediate danger by the way it's one three six six one three six yep. six. If you're in Korea, if you're in Korea, if you're in Korea, one, yeah, three, six, one three six six. six thank six. you for sharing that, B.
1: Cool. Uh, all right, guys. So thank you so much for listening to another very deep, dark episode next time we'll probably have a fun one okay Yay. but sometimes you need that all right guys thank you so much it's all me right, find me at miss keeds find us at the soju black and v i'm your dirty dog zifling thank you and now i'm private bye bye hey welcome to the club <laughs> i'll be back to regular
0: in a little bit <laughs> why because what my, my school my school oh. is
1: on my app.